You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You became the light on the dark side of me. Love remains a drug that's high enough you know that when it snows my eyes become alive and the light that good morning it's 907 on Lone Star Community Radio we got Seal in the studio well not physically but he's singing for us and you've got mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy I love there's so much leather in this music video oh right Seal's wearing a leather jacket no shirt with leather pants and then you have Batman who's swinging <laughs> He's swinging all right. Oh, you mean swinging from a yeah, bat rope? Yeah. Okay. Welcome, Morrisland, sir. So We are sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thank you to all three of our amazing sponsors for You're so amazing. Sponsoring. You're so amazing. Are you seal amazing, though? No one really knows. Right? No one really knows. So, <clears throat> Seal did the music for it. was the first Batman, right? This was the end credits for number one or number two. Well, are you talking about post Tim Burton? No, no. He was a, he, he did. This is the end song for one of the Tim Burton movies. No, it's not. This is Batman uh, either Returns or who did the Riddler? Whatever one that one is. That was. Not three. Returns. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Because Returns was two. That had the Penguin and Catwoman. Batman and Robin? Was it? Oh, man. Well, that's the best part of that whole movie is the Seal no, song. No, that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. Why there's so many? Oh, there are too many, I know. And then they reboot them and reboot them. Uh, so uh, Lee Merriweather was recently interviewed. She uh, was one of the cat women in the original. Uh, TV was, show? Yeah, the TV yeah. show. Well, Julie Newmar was the original original. And then when they did like the, the original Batman movie, in 66, I think, uh, Julie Newmar couldn't do it, so they got Lee Merriweather to do it, and then eventually Eartha Kitt also did it, which was a, a network first, uh, Eartha Kitt being African-American, and, and in the 60s, being a sex symbol villainous in a like one of the most popular shows on the air was, was pretty awesome. Uh, but she was recently interviewed and talked about uh, her days as Catwoman, and just how much fun she had doing that movie with Cesar Romero as the Joker and Adam West. And it's funny because she said that Adam West, he had no illusions as to what the show was, but he approached it so seriously wanting to, to give it his all. He, you know, he knew it was a campy show, but he, he took it seriously. And I like that. I think that was cool. Well, I think there are certain examples, like if you look at uh, Sharknado, mm-hmm. all those folks are just taking it real serious. <laughs> well, here's the thing. That after a while, the, there's the pressure's on. You got to make money. But it's a funny movie. We don't care. You got to make money. And I, I think the original Batman, they just they didn't care about the money so much. And, well, I was going to talk about this later, but kind of same thing. One of the models who's left the new uh, Price is Right with Drew Carey, she was, they interviewed her, and she was going on about how awesome... Drew Carey is. 
you know, usually when someone leaves the show, it's like, oh, you know, backstage, you grab me in the hiney or, you know, he, well, he got drunk. Today's, today's world. Exactly. It's, and so I especially saw this headline. I saw this headline, you know, Price is Right uh, model uh, dishes on behind the scenes at, at Price is Right. And I'm like, yeah, salacious stuff I can talk about. And I was just so happy. I was dancing the Watusi in my head uh, that he's, uh, Drew Carey's a gentleman. He he puts no. those that work for him first. You know, he takes care of them. It was good to hear. So in, in like 24 hours, I got two good stories of, you know, the behind the scenes where they're like, yeah, he's cool. I like that. It's it's a refresher. Refreshing break. Like, you know, you pop well, up. Well, tomorrow it's going to be ruined by something. Oh, oh well, I'm sure by later today it's going to be ruined by something too. But uh, lots going on in the news. I can't wait to talk about all the headlines and. Maybe what's coming up this weekend and next week, and we're already uh, a third of the way into January. Yeah, I mean, there's been some big stuff so far. Yeah. I would say kind yeah. of big. And the Academy Awards is next month. So that's kind <laughs> of nice, and a lot of people like. I know the big story today was Seal. Right, and that's why we chose our, our music. Seal uh, kind of spanked Oprah Winfrey there a bit. Actually, there's a bit of a backlash going on. Seth MacFarlane of all people is jumping on the. I don't want to say anti-Winfrey bandwagon, but well, he's like... It's just interesting that, that you definitely can put people into two groups. One who thinks Oprah Winfrey would be a good president and one who thinks like no celebrity should be a president. But then again, we have a president that people love to say that he's a celebrity. and mm-hmm. Which is, I would say it's like a half-truth. Kind of, you know, he, he did other things too. I he, mean... He's a showman. I mean, yeah, he's a celebrity, but he, he's a lot like P.T. Barnum. He's a showman first. He's about the glitz and the brand. And, and that's his presidency is being run just like a company. It's like the Trump pre- presidency. I'm amazed he hasn't named it the Trump White House. You know, That'd like Trump so, Tower. So funny. Does this put the, the the big T on the side, painted on the side, or on the helicopter? Uh, but because oh, that, that, that's what it is. Of, it's still surreal that we're living in a world that he's president. Well, did you see I'm the movie? Kind of like I'm still kind of <laughs> taken back by it. occasionally, probably like once a month or something that comes across, just like the either the the imagery. Or the fact that this conversation is happening, it's like, man, what is going on right now? I feel like this is, just, and I'm in an alternative universe. Maybe the Matrix is slightly off kilter and they're trying yeah, to, to reprogram it. Uh, did you ever see the movie, I think it was called Man of the Year or Man of the Century, with Robin Williams? I know you're talking about. Uh, he, but- he plays basically a John Stewart character, a late night comedy show host. And through a, it, it starts off as a funny movie and then it becomes like this uh, espionage thriller. Through a computer glitch, he becomes president. Okay. Uh, the 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 voting software has a glitch uh, that makes him win, and so they they're, the first half of the movie is the world dealing with a comedian being the president, and he's actually you know getting stuff done. Uh, but then, then it, it takes this really weird turn where people start getting killed because they know about the the computer glitch and the the company's trying to uh, hush it up. And but I liked the I loved the ending on it. When uh, Robin Williams's character, the president, is is pr- pr- presented with proof that he didn't really win, it was a glitch. He steps down. He, you know, he gives it to the vice president. They have a special election, and and he does the I right. I feel like thing. that's a coup then, because they probably did the glitch. The vice president become president. Uh, oh, oh, wow! Yeah, you you really added something into that. I didn't well, think I mean, I feel that like one. that's an easy way to do it. 
put the put the commotion and drama and area on somebody else, and then it's just kind of like, what's the right thing to do? What's the right? thing? If anything, the right thing is just get everyone out and revote. Because I mean, if you have well, that, they, they do hold a special election. I think I think he immediately steps down to give it to the vice president while they hold a special election, and that's what makes him become the the man of the century for Time Magazine because he does the right thing. And so it was a cool movie, but we're kind of sort of kind of living it. I remember because I remember in this movie when the news anchors are realizing that this comedian has won, the shock on their face, America, apparently our president is now a comedian. And you can see the disgust and I'm flashing, you know, to a different time frame where CNN, they're, I mean, they, they need their safe rooms. Oh, this is so good. I just can't imagine working in a 24 hour news atmosphere. Mm-mm. Cause I feel like like anything within 24 hours, it's kind of like you, nothing's true. I mean, I wonder what it would be like before, like in the 1930s and 40s when newspapers were it. Like that is the way to get the most current information. I wonder how long it took them on average to do a report. Well, you know, the editor would always say, I give you 24 hours, kid. Uh, the, the reporter would always ask for 48. But yeah, uh, uh, boy, I'm in movie mode today. Have you, did you see the movie called The Paper with Michael Keaton? Yes, uh, when he was, uh, I remember he was like an editor at some lower end New York paper, and then like the and Washington or somebody wants him, the New York Times. Yeah, I yeah, who it was. yeah, the New York Sentinel, which is in Spalding Gray, plays the editor of that. But he's somehow playing both sides. I remember that, like that was kind of. Well, like, he goes in for a job interview and realizes he doesn't want to work there, and he sees something on the editor's desk, like a scoop, and so he kind of steals the scoop. Uh, but it literally is a twenty-four hour from seven a.m. to seven a.m. the next morning. Of life in this newsroom. That is pretty funny. Well, I mean, I especially going through transitions, because I know in certain fields there are big transi- transitions and, like, the old guard leaves. And I can't – I imagine – I want to imagine or I hope there's an interview with the folks who used to be uh, journalists, you know, 20 years ago who are now – who were in their prime 20 years ago, 30 years ago, are now kind of on their way out and what they feel about how the atmosphere works. Because, you know, there's there's constant reports, there's constant, you know, things saying like, oh, there's a a man behind the curtain over there at the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. And like there's there's definitely a mentality of, hey, let's hate this person. Let's let's side on this side of the topic and let's just keep pushing until like it blows up or it just disappears. Right. Yeah. The the heads of a lot of the. Uh, media conglomerates Cause, are an individual who have an agenda. Well, I never, I've never been in a place where d- you could have so much hate or respect, just depending on who you support, mm-hmm. and depends on who you talk to. Like I, I know we used to have a little bit of that. It's similar to like if you're an Aggie, you know, yeah. if you're an Aggie and you're known another Aggie, like it is constant respect, like no matter what. Right. It's really weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I asked my brother, my brother's an Aggie, and I go, what would you do if there's like, if the, I bet they do now, if Texas A&M offers like an online course, and so you never actually go to College Station ever, would they still be considered Aggies? Because I thought like a lot of the Aggies tradition has the to do experience. With, with the experience yeah. and like, you know, the college life there, because they've been doing the same thing for, I don't know, 100 years or something like that, like tradition wise. Right. Besides the bonfire and then... uh do they do the bonfire anymore? Did they bring that back? They brought it back, finally. It okay. took a few years. You know, obviously, I think back no, in the 90s. It took like a decade. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like yeah. A couple decades. It, it took a while. But no, and it's kind of funny today. It's like, especially being in Texas, it's it's not as, you know, apparent. But like, you know, you, you, you listen to the folks in Hollywood 
and over in California and being in those really blue, blue states, mm-hmm. like you'll get spit on, I bet. I bet there's some weird, weird things if you get caught in the middle of like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't, you know, how many times has, has a person in today's society and a celebrity had to apologize for something they said that you, know, you took it wrong? Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't trying to to say I support Trump or something. Well, like yeah, that. that seems the thing. I'm a Republican. I I'm not a Trump supporter, but I'm a Republican. You know, well, that I, mean, kind of I thing. imagine that's what happened to Seth MacFarlane. Because if you read what he said, he basically said anybody that's celebrity shouldn't be focused into that position because we don't understand what that position is, and they clearly don't. So he wasn't saying Oprah Winfrey you should not. He said celebrities. Right, and and that's uh, what he's kind of calling out is that for almost two years now, the the outcry. From one segment of society has been a non-politician has no business being, a TV star has no business being in the White House. But one speech at the Golden Globes, and we're going to forget what we've been saying for the last two years, and we're going to push for it. It's either they're both right or they're both wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even that, but it's like we we say you're both right or both wrong, but are we talking about the same people saying the same thing? Well, you, you'll have um, you have a, you have a group of people who side with, like, say, the Democratic. Everyone, I always get really weary when people are like, oh, the Democrats said said this. I'm like, you mean like a group of them? Right. Not all of them. Right. Because yeah, exactly, not everyone can be can be painted with that. I same think the brush. only thing they've ever agreed on is have Israel be the be the <laughs> be the capital or Jerusalem to be the capital. Democrats. Well, I think they all voted on it 20 years ago. Every, yeah, well, everybody did. Yeah, that's, what, yeah. I think that's like the only thing I can think of <laughs> top the of my head. But the second the president finally says, okay, you know what, we're going to – it was made law 20-something years, 22 years ago. We're going we're gonna to finally recognize it. Uh, but, yeah, for the last couple of years, I've had many friends who, who are on, you know, one side of the political spectrum, just anti, you know, no one who – a talk show host should not well, be I, in the White I, House. I was thinking the other day, you know, parodies are really – you know, every four years, five years, there's always a big parody movie. And oh, like, yeah. You know, the Whalen Brothers or uh-huh. Wayan Brothers Wayans. always. So I was joking with my friend. He saw a fan screen of the Phantom Thread. And I'm a big fan of Paul Thomas Anderson. He's a director. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy, like, the world he creates in his movies. It's really cool. And his movies flow really well. And I was like, I can't wait till the Wayan Brothers make a parody of a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. And, I, <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, I don't know how they do it. But uh, they could do it. But also, I want to see a parody of of the election because I know there's a couple movies out there that make fun of the election cycle. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, I really want to have those funny interviews of somebody transitioning over to like the side of Trump or against Trump. Like I was a Trump supporter for two years, and then uh, then it changed. Then things changed. <laughs> and then that uh, would be a good he, movie. I think it'd be fun. I think mean, you have some funny dialogue in those interviews about why he changed. When we come back, we'll talk about Bob Roberts. <laughs> Who's Bob Roberts? It's a great movie. Okay. Well, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com worldwide. And, of course, locally here on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's 922. Special thanks to our sponsors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. We're going to listen to a quick, short, sponsored break from them. And then we'll be back with more Mornings and Lone Stars. So stick around. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Hey, we're back. It's already hey. 924. Next time we take a break, it's going to be to play some music. Yeah. We are sponsored, Dick and Skippy and Lone Star Mornings with Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. We appreciate you guys. You, you know what it is. What is it? What is, thinking, what it is? I'm thinking Batman uh-huh. is somewhat of a curse. If you're a famous actor or, or actress, because if you think about all the Batman movies that have come out, mm-hmm. they're they're looked at like as, as a joke. So think about Val Kilmer. <laughs> think about uh, George Clooney's Batman. Well, even George Clooney said, don't so, watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, but it, and it's, it's odd that mo- actors like that who are good actors are in such a horrible movie. Uh, my favorite is uh, you could listen to Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey talks about Tommy Lee Jones. And apparently Tommy Lee Jones has a huge ego. Yes. And so they're talking about the movie when he played the joke or played the Riddler and... and uh, Tommy Lee Jones played Two-Face. 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 Mm-hmm. And he said it was really weird because when we go on set, like, you know, the way my character is written, he's very theatrical and he's just kind of all over the place. But like Harvey Dent, Harvey Dent's more cynical, dark... But for some reason, when we go on set and do our scenes, it was almost like he was trying to out crazy me. Yeah, it's uh, I think Tommy Lee Jones, who does have a ginormous uh, ego and a bad attitude. I think he's like he he saw Jack Nicholson in the first movie. He's like, I'm going to out Nicholson Nicholson because Two-Face is not a he's not crazy like that. But but uh, Tommy Lee Jones played Two-Face as like the Riddler. And you can tell that he's almost trying to outdo, as you said, outdo Jim Carrey. Like, yeah, you can bring it, I can bring it. I mean, I'll good in a, in a skin tight onesie, but I'll uh, I'll bring the cray cray. Well, one thing I wish in the Batman universe is somehow Christopher Nolan had all the time in the world, and he could just make every chapter of Batman like all like somehow every movie has a villain. Because I really like when I see him, I was like, I wonder what his this person would look like in his movie. Mm-hmm. You know, if that makes sense. Like, who would the Riddler look like? In yeah, his Scarecrow movie? was really good. Yeah, his, but, that, but he was only in the movie for, you know, 30 minutes total mm-hmm. for both sides, for both the first one and the third one. Mm-hmm. So I really wish there was more 
That's why I, I like the show Gotham so much because it is the long game. I mean, they start off with this kid who you, uh, I don't know if they like DNA tested this actor's parents, but the young kid, they got to play Bruce Wayne. He's growing up and you can see that this kid will one day be Batman. You know, he's looking pretty well, good. Uh, yeah. And like that kind of, I guess that kind of discipline and doing a movie like that or a show like that and trying to keep consistent and uh, pleasing these nerds. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, that's really who you're going up against. And, uh, it's funny that people realize nerds spend money. I think that, I think it, it took them about 40 years to realize that because Star Trek really was – I mean, to me, if I went to a Star Trek convention and I'm a money guy, like I want to do movies and stuff, I'd be like, all right, well, clearly this is successful because there's this many people here who want to take their Saturdays, dress up, and come to this panel for seven hours and just hang out. <laughs> so, right. I mean, I'm really – it is kind of astonishing Uh you know, the fans. Well, it didn't, it didn't exist until I think the Star Trek convention started. And they're like, whoa, people not only watching, but they're paying money for this. And I, I have a prediction that the Black Panther movie that's coming out in a couple months is going to bring a whole new set of fans. Because the people who are involved in that movie are pretty good. Like the soundtracks by a rapper. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the all the actors in it are f great actors. In fact, I actually like the villain. He's he's the guy who's play who's in Creed. Okay. You ever seen Creed yet? The newer I've, Creed. I've not seen Creed yet. Yeah, it's played. It's like let me look up his name. He plays the villain in it, and it is played by Michael B. Jordan. I knew his name was kind of familiar. Okay. But uh, but he's a phenomenal actor. And I was like, man, he's playing a bad guy. That stinks. Because I mean, he's probably gonna die or something. You know. <laughs> but you know, it, it looks. Have you seen the trailer for? I did. Black Panther. It looked pretty it good. It looks cool. I know. Actually, the only question I have for this movie, and I hope John's listening from JJ uh, from Centurion because we were talking about this the other day. In the trailer is a man with one of those African tribe lip rings, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, how like the bigger it is, the more respect or more, you know, discipline that person is in the tribe. I'm like, how is this guy going to talk in the movie? Because I can't imagine like if Bubba Gump. Well, yeah, if you have your lower lip completely stretched out with the size of like a saucer plate, you know, that you put your teacup on, and I'm like, how's this guy gonna talk in the show? Like, how's this gonna work? Because it'd be really funny. They had this real serious dialogue, like I'm the king, no, I'm the king, and all of a sudden it's like, you both are the king. Hey, Babamba, like old word Harold from the the Cosby <laughs> days. Or right, can you imagine this guy, the the village elder, become Black Panther? They'd have to. <laughs> You're a Black Panther. No, I'm not. How can, how can you no, tell? We have to modify the mask. Yeah. <laughs> Your mask is sticking out. That's, I'd always wanted like some, one of the superheroes to have like a, a physical, I don't want to say a flaw, but you're like missing a front tooth or something that, but let's say someone knocks out Batman's front tooth permanently. And so Bruce Wayne's got to go around trying to hide the fact that he doesn't have a front tooth yeah. anymore. Uh, well, I mean, there's certain, I mean, like, you know, Wade from... Deadpool, like he looks like he's burnt to a crisp. He's kind of obvious that he, who he is if he didn't well, have his mask on. Right, but I'm saying it was secret identity. Oh, okay. You, you know, let's like say. Like a missed finger. Yeah, yes. let's say uh, a, a bad guy uh, carved a mohawk into Superman, you know, shaved his mohawk into Superman's head. And Clark Kent has to find ways to hide the mohawk where people go, hey, you got a mohawk. Just And I, I remember for a while with the uh, around the death of Superman days, when he came back, apparently his hair had grown. So Superman had long flowing hair, like down to his shoulders. And so this is this is the time where you Clark mean, Kent decided to have a, a... You mean when uh, Sean Connery? Not Sean Connery, sorry. I just went blank. I just went blank, sorry. Okay. Who's in The Rock? 
The movie The Rock. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage was going to be Superman. Well, that's the thing is he had long hair too because in the comics, Superman had this long hair and so Clark Kent starts wearing a ponytail and and no one gets it. They're like, hey, wait. Oh, you can't be Superman because he doesn't wear his hair in a ponytail like you do. Never mind. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, this this Black Panther movie is going to be really cool. I'm excited. I actually might go see it in the theater. Wow. So, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Now, with or without a free pass to the cinema? Regardless, I think it you would pay cool. for it. I would pay for it. You would pay I, for it. I, well, I kept reading more and more about the, the the crew and like who's doing it. And Ryan Coogler, who's directing, I really like Creed, and I liked uh, Fruit of it. I can't pronounce it. Fruitvale Station or Fruitvale Station, which also has Michael B. Jordan. I think he's like only directed Michael B. Jordan movies, but uh, he's a good he's a good new director. And that's one thing I like about these side Marvel movies is they're basically going, hey. It's kind of like it's similar to Star Wars, where they're like, "Hey, you're a new director. You have a vision. Let's just see what you can do." Because to me, they're a lot better than the stereotypical directors. Like, kind of like a, I would say Steven Spielberg. Like Steven Spielberg, he makes good movies, but like you kind of get his stick after forty years of seeing yeah. like the Post movie. I bet the movie's well acted, well produced, but it's like it's not anything phenomenal. And that's one thing I'm looking for something that's a, lot, a little different to make it to the next step. Gotcha. And uh, Andy Serkis is in this too, and but he actually plays a human being what? in this movie. And he looks, how's he going to do it? He looks great. No, he's in. He was in the Marvel universe already. Mm-hmm. He plays Claw. If you look up K L A W uh, in the comics, but uh, he gets his arm chopped off by Ultron. If you remember that scene where he was trying to, he was sneaking out the metal that Ultron's looking for. I don't know if anyone even saw that movie. The Avengers Ultron, Age of Ultron or whatever. I'm sure, it, was I'm sure second, it, was, it was the second Avengers movie. But yeah, he gets his arm clean cut off by him. But he's in this movie and he looks great. He looks crazy. And it's it's going to be good. I mean, I'm like, I'm I enjoy actually, watching Circus play, you know, be, be a human where it's not. CGI. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. Like he, he'll never, they actually, they had a ruling where they won't let his characters, uh, CGI be nominated in, in like the Academy Awards and stuff because of some technicality. No, I, I, I can see that. Did you see the first time he won? I think it was like an MTV movie award where he, he accepts it, but then Gollum comes and steals it from him. And they have this argument. <laughs> well, at least they're having fun with it. But, yeah. you know, it, it's just funny that they don't recognize him as like a, he can't be up for best actor or best supporting actor as Gollum. Because he's first off to to hide behind CGI takes a lot of talent. Secondly, he's a good actor. I saw this British TV show called MI5 where... He, he he played this this rock star, like, you know, long-haired, drug-fueled rock star. And it took me, like, 45 minutes to go, I know this guy. I've seen him before. And it finally clicked near the end. Oh, my God, that's Andy Serkis. Was, and he was awesome. He was great in it. I'm telling you, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy. Black Panther for Dick coming up. So I'm excited. It has a, When's it coming out? It's uh, I believe it's coming out February, uh, February 16th. Okay. So I'm going to check it out. Cool. But yeah, well, you know, we got to take a quick break. Okay. Take a long break. Play some music. Yeah, we're, sorry. We're going to take a music break, folks. Stick around. If you have a song request or anything, we're on Facebook, folks. Morning's Lone Star. Just look up Morning's Lone Star or call in, leave a message. 936-647-3776. More headline news coming up. And then we're also going to talk about local stuff. I know the voting thing's going to be kicking off real hard in the next month. So uh, that's happening here in Montgomery County. What's happening in your world? Let us know. Morning's Lone Star on Facebook. We'll be back. After a couple songs... Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, 
Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Dick and I swaying to the groove. On the groove, to the groove with Sears. On mornings with Lone Star. I like. I, I got that. I got that cool DJ voice. You know, the you're listening to Sears. Hey, cool. <laughs> and I'll go back to the real voice. Hey, it's 9:43, and we are jamming to it. Did not have some great conversations off the air as well yeah, as on the air. Usually happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like we forget. Oh yeah, commercials coming up. I guess we should actually put our headphones back on. Uh, but we get lots to, talking about, and sometimes I forget. Did we say this on the air or off the air? Uh, but one thing I've noticed: uh, this whole like seal backlash on Oprah, and we're talking about the what's probably going to happen with the upcoming. Uh, uh, Oscars and Chelsea Handler if you haven't heard she's under a lot of fire from both sides for for tweeting something pretty darn vulgar to uh, Senator Lindsey Graham uh, and it, it was it was a dumb tweet it was almost like a drunk tweet and but she's getting a huge backlash and Dick correct me if I'm wrong could it be that that reasoning is starting to rear its ugly head on yeah. both sides of the aisle. The people are going, well, wait a sec. You know, I had a I had a uh, conversation with Holly about this because she said, "Hey, did you see Oprah's speech?" And I was, uh, and, I, and I go, "Yeah, I did." I thought I found it kind of funny that it took someone like Oprah to say something like that. But then again, she's been part of the establishment quote, you know, for a long time, so she clearly knew, like she or she had an idea. And I'm being lambasted by friends saying, oh, how dare you blame a woman who... Uh, and I'm thinking, well, no. I mean, because it's just kind of... It's weird to hear reports of everybody saying every, everybody knew in some at some extent of what was happening. Like, he, they even did an interview with the, one of his assistants. And she said, like, she knew... Uh, and this is what the worst thing about it is it's going to take, like, five years to really cool down. Because no one, no one really has the gauge of what is wrong what is right like the the gauge is now off the charts like no one really knows who's who's at fault if it's really wrong because i even said i even said, i said this to holly i got in big trouble with her i was like it's kind of strange to me that a, a a culture like hollywood 
allowed it because that was just the norm. Like that is how you I imagine uh, a person trying to get a job. They have a choice. They can either work really hard, work with the right people, be you know go through the woods the of hard Hollywood, way or the easy way. Yeah. And then there's a there's always opportunities for some idiot, you know, some dirtbag person saying, hey, if you want to if you want to get this part, you know, there is something you can do. Hint, hint. And there's a reason why it's a cliche because it is it's, true. It's true. And there's, I mean, I, it's probably rampant in, in all that kind of, in any type of media field, like you got to do favors for people and those favors are all over the place. So either you go get my coffee for a year or you do a Harvey Weinstein and, and now it's. Well, now no it, other industry has the phrase casting couch. It's, it's called that for a so, reason. No other industry has that. Yeah. And I was just sitting there thinking about it when we were having this conversation, conversation with her. And I was like, you know, there's at least one person out of this whole deal who's benefited from what they did with Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. And they and I, I mean, I bet in their mind, like, oh, it's wrong. But they're not going to look at it like I'm going to come out and confess because they might have an Oscar or something. And it's because of that. That's why I loved Salma Hayek's. Uh, her, her, article. her her narrative, right? Yeah. Her article, because there was a lot of self-loathing in the going she, where she said, I knew what was going on. I knew what I was doing, but I knew it was the only way I was be able to get to where I was. Yeah. And, and I, I even, I, I kind of countered on Holly. I was like, you know, in society and especially in the work, in the work world or in a competitive world, any situation you, people decide to cheat. Like, you know, for example, you know, the baseball players, they do drugs. Like, you know, they, the Bernie Madoffs, the A-Rods like they, or whoever. People are always encountering these situations and you always have a choice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what's important. We kind of been hitting on that with the sexual harassment. It's like people have a choice. And one thing I hope that comes out from this world of outing people is there's the right way to do it. And the right way is to go to the police or if you really want to be the undercover agent, get some proof. And then move forward with. And then it. don't go to the Washington Post. Yeah, or what? Would that <laughs> go to anyone? But well, you do like every other movie. You send it to everybody, right? That's what you do because you're not looking for the scoop. You're literally just trying to get the word out. So you just <laughs> good point. Good but point I, yeah, and I was and I, so I was telling her I was like, you know, it's it, it's great to because she said from an experience and unfortunately Holly's experienced those kind of scenarios, and I said to her I was like, you know, some people just need something to help them get over it. And maybe this is for some people, especially women, this is helping them get over what happened, mm-hmm. which is more power to them because, you know, everyone's kind of looking for that thing to help them move on. But at the end, I said, I go at the root of it, This she's probably not the best person to encourage that kind of like change because she's been part of it. She's been part of it. And it's going to sound funny and probably come out sounding all wrong. Uh, she is a black female version of Donald Trump. You know, from relatively humble beginnings, hard work, built an empire. Not humble. I imagine she was not as wealthy as Trump when he. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you know, work through it. He, uh, memory serves. Well, they both worked. Yeah. Basically, they worked for it and, and became empire uh, empire builders. I guess I should I, I should say, uh, and Trump took over like the the Wall Street, the real estate world is pretty much his domain, and the entertainment world is Oprah's. Yeah. And and you know my enlightened discussion with a particular a particular friend of mine who well, I would argue that unfortunately for Oprah is her demographic is dying because you talk to any fourteen year old they might have an idea who Oprah is you mm-hmm. talk to any twenty five year old who used to be twenty five to forty was like the it age for Oprah fans mm-hmm. because either you're a stay at home mom 
or you uh, will mainly stay at home moms because that's when she was on TV for the longest, right? During like at two o'clock or right. one o'clock, uh-huh. right before you pick up the kids. And those people aren't paying attention to Oprah anymore. Right. And then the people my age, the older than that, remember the early days when she was the Chicago reporter and basically every early Oprah show was about weight loss. That that was early Oprah. And she has her channel now, but I don't know how successful that channel is. Oh, she got a channel, O Magazine, O Network. I don't know how successful those things. Uh, Well, uh, probably successful. Because I don't know anybody personally that has any of those descriptions or anything like that. But there might be a whole other group I'm unaware of. Well, I think we know the demographic of Dick's friends. Well, even, no, no, even, I get your point. even my mom, I mean, if you ask my mother, she's like, yeah, I used to watch Oprah when she was on TV during the day or whenever, but it was just, it was only when she had something interesting going on. Right. Because that's what would happen with her show is she would have this huge PR stuff about, you know, I'm interviewing this major actor or like this new story. And it was a different format for journalism because mm-hmm. it actually had a little bit longer take on it instead of just two minutes on CNN and then it has a little ticker at the bottom. Exactly. And, um, where was I going with it earlier? No, oh, I, I was starting to talk about, I can't remember, uh, Seth MacFarlane. We were talking about the, the reasoning hitting both sides. Seth MacFarlane is, 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 you know, the guy that created Family Guy and Orville and stuff. He, he's, he's pretty staunchly liberal, but he, even he's saying to put a talk show host up against a reality show host for the presidency demeans just the whole, demeans everything. It, it's basically, it's everything that's wrong with America. He's calling both sides out. Uh, and quite logically as well, he's using his brains. Uh, the gut-wrenching, or gut-reacting, blank the president, you know, that's been going on for so long that I've kind of been harping about, as, you know, now again with Chelsea Handler with her latest tweet, all sides are like, wait, too far. You know, finally you stepped over the line with this one, and I think uh, there's going to be some substantial backlash on that. Um, because the the... It takes a lot of strength to keep such hatred going. And there there seems to be outright hatred uh, from some people on, on the current administration. And with the previous administration, there was a, a class who maintained hatred against President Obama as well. So, you know, this does go both ways. You got some people who just can't see anything good that this president may do or, or even view that person as a human. Uh, but it, the ferocity of this hatred is a lot more widespread. You know, those who hated Obama, well, they, they tended to wear white sheets or something like that, you know, or, or, or were fringe. Here, the, on, I don't think any president has been such under a, a microscope of animosity from like moment one. The entire president, every day is, is just this relentless. Yeah. He, he's a poopy head here, he's a poopy head there. And well, that's one thing I love about, you know, 10 years from now, if anyone does get arrested, if he does get impeached or anything like that, it's going to be something that's so unexpected, I feel like. It's going to be a technicality on something where it's not his, it's not his what do you call it? it kind of like how Hillary Clinton get off, how she got off of the, the thing where it wasn't, she didn't intend to do it. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I feel like that's what's going to happen to him. It's like he didn't intend to do it, but law is the law, and unfortunately, that's what happens. Well, that's the thing. It's well, That's how Hillary got off. It's it's when Sessions was going on and on about um, she did this, uh, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is illegal. And everyone's like, okay, good. You know, he's about to announce her arrest. And they say, like, so even though there was gross negligence, which is actually a legal term, 
Uh, I don't think she meant to do it, so we're not, you know. But it's pretty phenomenal, too, to have that kind of, it sways on. In uh, another five years, we're going to find out that he was, something happened. He was paid off or he was had a gun held to his head and said, you will say this or else. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny how soon enough in history you you find out and people can deal with it. Uh, Pearl Harbor, for years, the the rumor was that the president let it happen. That was the only way to get America in World War II, and, and he knew it. And so there were reports that he had, you know, he knew it was coming and, and no one was warned. Horrible, horrible thing. But as a result, we're not all speaking German or Japanese. You know, you can't second guess it. And same thing here. I think down the line, we're going to find out a, a lot of bad stuff, maybe on both sides. Well, my biggest fear about it is if something does go down is the power vacuum. And it's just like, especially if Trump gets impeached, like what's, what do you see or foresee if that happened? If Trump ever got impeached, first off, the impeachment process would take so long that his presidency would be up anyways. Uh, Pence would get it. Uh, if someone took out Pence, then it would be a lot more of the, the, more of the, the whole movement. I would, I would consider this a movement, the whole thing, You'd have like to, not saying like for the, for the right of the people or anything like that, but it's more of the dialogue that takes place every day it would depend for on the, the next four years. It would truly depend on the reasoning for the and impeachment. Th and business would go on as usual, too, on yeah. the back end. It, it would. If he were impeached, let's say, I don't know, there's a smoking gun that just proves conclusively there was collusion with the Russians. But this is what's funny. You know, uh, the Steve Bannon book, I've been hearing more and more about uh, the book about Steve Bannon. Uh, he didn't actually write it. It was the Michael, I forget the guy's name. Uh, this is the Fire and Fury book, which... I wonder why it's taken so long, because apparently the book was originally supposed to be about the first 100 days of the pr Trump presidency. And, of course, it's we're three times past that now. And I'm wondering why why did it take so long to get this book to the shelves? And something kind of, and I'll, I'll be quick and we can talk uh, about it when we get back. But he's saying that his whole book says that Trump didn't want to be president. He was he's just mortified at the thought and that when he was elected, and he was elected, he just, and people are like, yeah, yeah, see? Then why would he collude with the Russians to get the presidency? We'll answer that when we come back. Well, I like the my favorite term of uh, all this kind of stuff is the the mental gymnastics of people perform to like try to find what they think's right. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, 955 here on IRLoneStar.com. We're going to take a short sponsor break. Special, say a special thanks to who? Our sponsors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Connor Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors, folks. 955, we'll be back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 
866-766-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. We're already back from our short break. Next break, we'll be longer and playing some music. It's already 9.57 on Thursday, January the 11th. Where the heck is this year going? Holy cow, I cannot believe how quick it is. Is this an age thing, Dick? It seems that as every year I get older, the year just kind of starts snowballing. Or is it happening for young whippersnappers like you, too? Well, I think it's what you do with your time. Ah, there we go. I, I truly don't have enough hours in the day. And unfortunately, I don't have like, you know, youth on my side to stay full on night like I used like to. You ask, well, who's the guy who painted the Sistine Chapel? Is that Michelangelo? Very good. So I would like to ask him that question. Oh, yeah. How did, time, how did time pass for you? Very slow. And then either it's really slow or really fast because he's like, oh, I'm finished. Whoa, I only did one thing for the past. Right. How, how long did it take him to paint? A that? lot. I think like sixteen years, yeah, something like so that. Th- that's the real question you ask those guys. They they can they can answer that a little better. Hey, it looks like we're gonna have some rain today. Uh, gonna get up to the seventies though. It's gonna be one of those warm muggy days. But then uh, it's gonna go all the way down to thirty over the weekend. So I'm well, really yeah, excited about that. <laughs> a low of twenty eight on Saturday night. Holy cow! But yeah, it looks like uh, for a good portion of the day, we got at least uh, between a thirty to seventy percent chance of showers. So bring your brawlies. Do they call them that in America? I don't know what you're talking about. Umbrellas. Umbrella. Umbrella. Yeah. They call brawlies in England. Okay. I like and, how you kind of. I like how you, you you have like two cultures to the outside your U.S. culture. It's the, you have the English and the Japanese culture. I know, right? That kind of like interwoven. So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. What the hey? I don't know. East or west? Pick one. <laughs> but but so uh, once again, Dick and I talking off the air of about uh, you know what? Let's say. Trump were impeached on something. And honestly, people, if you want to call in to the message line at 936-647-3776 or hit us up on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, leave a message. Yeah, leave a message. Leave a message. Don't just wait this for the beep and hang This up. isn't a live deal. People are getting confused We on don't that. trust you. And there's a Facebook message at Mornings of Lone Star. And let us know, because Dick was asking, well, what if Trump were to get impeached? And my response is, for what? I mean, literally, I, I can't think of anything right now. Uh, the only thing that he could get impeached for is lying to Congress, but he hasn't talked to Congress yet to lie to them. So it's something he wouldn't have to do. And if you notice, you know, when Clinton was impeached, uh, literally nothing happened to him or his presidency or his agenda, and the impeachment was eventually overturned. So, but but Dick said, if he, you know, if Trump were impeached, what would happen to the power vacuum? And I think things would just go along kind of business as usual. Um, but by the way, just uh, 10 o'clock uh, on the dot, let me, let me let you know, the Rodeo Houston tickets are now on sale this very minute. So if you've been waiting to get, don't, don't think about getting Garth Brook tickets because those are long gone. But uh, start buying your tickets now. They're probably all sold out by the time the sentence will finish. But uh, uh, so if you have any ideas of what Trump could be impeached for, or if you think what would happen if he, if he were impeached, you, you know, there's the... A process, a system in place, Pence would become the the president or failing him if for some reason he couldn't or wouldn't. Then it would go to Speaker of the House, Ryan. Um, 
And, you know, it goes down the, the list. If you ever saw Battlestar Galactica, the Secretary of Education got the presidency because the Cylons wiped out everyone else. Well, like, I, I guess it's more of, you know, you think about, uh, sorry, let me step back. Mm-hmm. So you're, people like to say, you know, Donald Trump is dismantling the Obama administration or his executive orders, basically, not like the actual stuff he said and stuff with it. He's, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, so say 20, 10 years down the road, you know, four years down the road, whatever time it is, do you think someone would actually tear down the wall? Yes, but it's— Like Berlin style? Yes. You know, I can see in 50 years some foreign power— you know, the British prime minister or something saying, you know, President Schwarzenegger, tear down that wall. Uh, I, and that's the funny thing. Uh, Trump is putting so much on the wall. Uh, I really think the wall is an analogy, but he's putting so much. No, the wall is a deal breaker. And well, even, he knows even if it's done. an analogy, then it can be there's another side to it, depending on who's in charge. Because you can mm-hmm. say this wall represents a division. Exactly. And and this is the one thing about well, one of so. the many things about Trump I don't get. It's he's not dumb. He's in real estate. He knows that uh, a fence, you know, if you're building a, a mansion, if you build a 10 foot wall around your mansion, a bad guy's going to bring an 11 foot ladder. Yeah, but I would I, I would this. I would argue, though, is if you do build a wall around your mansion, it's less likely somebody's going to come over the wall in the amount of no wall at all. Oh, no, there, I agree. There needs to be something. And so, there's no manpower, you know, but. So if you have a ten foot wall it's, around your it's, mansion, it's kind of like when you build when it. you build your house. Mm-hmm. I build a house. You need at least three to four doors until you get to your room. That way, you have more time to react if somebody's trying to you know murder you. You do. You put up cameras. You have you hire extra security. You get a dog. It's you supplement the ten foot wall. So you know instead of a twenty foot wall or eighteen foot wall, what it has, have a ten foot. Well, you know what they need a, to do is they just need to go like the. Is it East Indy Trading Company with the pirates hanging? You mm-hmm. just hang some pirates, and it says no pirates allowed. And then that be—I mean, people were like, "Oh man, well, that'll do it." This was just getting a little out of hand. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. We, I can, we, I'm we don't this. need to do that. But, Welcome to El Paso, and just have people hanging oh, off the signs. That would be bad. Yeah. Why don't we ever go back to you know the 1400s anymore? You know, yeah, right. Where heads are on pikes and all that kind of stuff. Well, or was that was that the 1600? When did we, we were heads on pikes. Uh, when was that a deal? Vlad like, the Impaler in the 11th century. So the 11th century says yeah. that was the norm? That, that was the, the thing. I, well, it's funny you should mention that because in my failed presidential campaign, well, I didn't fail so much as I tied for third, but I pointed out, uh, like, with Cruel and Unusual Punishment. Okay. That people going, oh, you know, it's cable TV, Cruel and Unusual Punishment. You know, we have no idea what the forefathers meant by Cruel and Unusual Punishment. And I have to disagree with that because at the time the framers signed, you know, the amendments— like, what is cruel and unusual punishment? Yes. I think it's, isn't that the Fourth Amendment? I believe that's the Fourth, but a uh, Fourth or Sixth. But at that time, the proper form of punishment included tarring and feathering and public stockades. So. It's the, the Fourth is the warrant one. Okay. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I think so, that you have to have due process. And I, th- and I think cruel and unusual You're punishment. allowed you're to be secure in their person's house, papers, and effects against unreasonable search and seizures mm-hmm. shall not be violated. Uh, do a search on cruel uh, amendment, cruel, unusual punishment, and that should pop it up. But at that time that it was written, tarring and feathering was allowed. So that wasn't yeah. viewed as cruel. That's the Eighth. Eighth Amendment. Thank you. Thank you. 
So when the framers uh, signed the Eighth Amendment, and this is still in the 1700s, I believe, late 1700s, tarring and feathering was allowed. Public stockades were allowed. Firing squads were allowed. This was not considered cruel and unusual. This, con this was considered punishment. Therefore, we know exactly what was on their mind when they said, so let's tar and feather some people. Let's, uh, you know, get, bring back you. the firing squads. It's, it's just, if it was good enough for the four or five, but here's the thing on both if sides. It's good enough for this. It was good enough for Ben Franklin. But that's the thing. Both sides are trying to say, well, they never intended, you know, church and state or this and that. Well, if you're going to, you know, let's take it back to the source. What did they believe in at that moment in time when they wrote it? And there you go. Well, that's one thing I, I wish another parody movie idea I had is a time traveling movie, but you can only go back in time. And my 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 idea is the every time they go back to a certain time, the the, the line they always have to say, "Well, I didn't know it was going to be like this," and <laughs> and so every like, you know because you'd always everyone sees like, it through yeah. rose colored glasses. That, oh, is yeah. that what it is? But then when you actually experience the rawness of of the past and how we as as a people have or keep redefining. Well, guys, toothpaste and deodorant wasn't really fully used until like the nineteen. 19- between the 30s and the 60s, 19s. So anything before that, I mean, the stench and the teeth just alone. Go, Whoa, I did not realize that it smelled this bad. So that's why I loved a quantum leap. Every time you go back in time, you go, oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I, mean, I think it'd be really funny to just put things in perspective. And that's one thing I love about history class, especially if you have a good professor, a good teacher at, at all ages. I mean, I think I, I think it was like third grade when I had a teacher that really put, he gave you, he, he gave the perspective history teaching. So it's like, let's change it. Let's change your perspective on this thing when we're talking about, you know, the Civil War and things like that. But uh, Yeah, I told you taking an 18th century history lesson in England, their version of the American Revolution, a little different from ours. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we can all agree. That's what's so funny about the Texas Revolution is there certain parts of Mexico that's, you know, consider, you know, that's what really happened, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, everyone was fighting together. So American Revolution, though, different story. Different story altogether. But yeah, let's uh, get that time machine go back in time so we can, can you just imagine? Uh, I did not can, realize can it would be like you imagine doing this. like French history in France? Like just the chaos? Oh, yeah. That went through that country for 2,000 years? Yeah, anti-monarchy, anti pro-monarchy. Same thing with Russia, you know, the Bolshevik Revolution. Well, I feel like Russia is so big that there are certain parts of Russia that they took over and they, you know, well, yes. back and forth. Like, I don't, St. Petersburg I, and I think it realistically, if you look at a map of Russia, parts of Russia don't think they're Russian. They don't regard themselves as Russian. Oh, especially Far East, where yeah. you were, it kind of mixes with China. Yeah. You, you know, there, there's no clear border like Mexico and America. Where, okay, you're Chinese, and I'm no, no. There, there's a lot of uh, 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 societal cohabitation going on. A very blurred line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should get a historian on. That'd be cool. Let's do that. Let's get a historian. That'd on. be cool. Let's get Dr. Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap on. <laughs> you're listening to Morning's Lone Star. <laughs> we got we got to transfer over to a couple songs. Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves this morning. It is a little gr gross. It's gross outside, but it's. Grocer in here, so Is get it? grocer with us. Yeah, two guys here shooting the bull. I smell pretty good. I did not know it would be like this. 1008 here at Morning's Lone Star. Special shout out to our sponsors Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We'll be back after a couple songs. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. 
offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Hey, we're back. It's 1018 on Mornings with Lone Star with Skippy and Dick. Hey, I rotated at that time just to see how it felt. It didn't feel good. It needs to be Dick and Skippy. It, it blows easier off the tongue. Oh, shoot. I, I, will care. I, will, I will keep talking to cover the loss of music. It's uh, 60-something degrees outside, still overcast, but hey, it's warm and toasty in our studio. We are fortified by Conroe Coffee. We're looking around a clean studio provided by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and the money I don't have yet will one day be safe in the hands of Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thanks to all three of them for being our sponsors. We appreciate it. Hey. Okay, let's change the topic a little bit. Okay. Oh, everyone take a breath. It's going to be okay today, guys. Hundreds and happy It's going to be okay today. Oh. You know, okay, so I was reading um, Walmart, you know, we were talking about the economy changing and people are, I don't know, they make the official statement, oh, we're giving our people bonuses, oh, we're raising minimum wage, all this kind of stuff. It's happening to Walmart and Walmart announced it, but, you know, it made me think about the robots. Okay. About, you know, that's like the constant fear for the past like three to five years. It's like, oh, you know, the minimum wage workers are going to get replaced by robots. And, you know, I feel like, I don't know what the famous saying is, but the subtle change, it happens more than the direct change. Right. And I was thinking to myself, what world right now that I interact with robots? And, you know, there's like the only thing I think of right now is when you order anything on the Internet. The, of course, the computers. That's When I say robot, I consider a computer a little bit of a robot. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a rare chance that that person gets the email. A person, a human being goes, oh, I have to fulfill this order. I have to go over here and find it across these crates and find the the baseball cap he ordered and i got to put this in this package and i have to walk it over to you know the post office and give it to the post office and take care of it i think it's like what do you think 30 percent, 40 percent robots do that probably I, I think it's uh, i think 
like the Amazons and the UPSs and the FedExes of the world are more human based than we may think. If you, if you look, I, I remember during um, uh, the the holidays, I saw UPS trucks with them tables outside, and it was like a scene out of a, a, a Castaway where you had to they had to look at each box. Okay, this is national, this is local, and there's and a lot of machines I don't think could do that. Well, like, I saw a machine that folds clothes for you. I saw that, and I want one. And I'm thinking, well, if you watch it, it takes just about the same amount of time waiting than actually folding your clothes. And you have to set it up just right. So I'm thinking to myself, why would I want that? Unless it's just I'm really horrible at folding. But oh, I feel, it's cool. But I feel like after, you know, 100 hours of folding, I get a little better at it. And Yeah. I, I want it just because it's cool. No, I love, but personally, I, I love folding clothes. And I was thinking about, you know, going to McDonald's and ordering from a screen. You know, I haven't been to McDonald's in a while. But I'm surprised they don't already do that just because I feel like it would speed up their process a little bit more. Uh, being one of the screen users, because uh, at the uh, the old hotel, we had a McDonald's next door and they had the screens. No one used them. The people who used them hated them. And I tried it myself and it was the most obnoxious. It took five times as long. Really? To, I could have just walked up and said, Number four with cheese, hold the pickles and onions, okay. super size. Boom, done. This was beep, beep, beep. Now, the the new freestyle Coke machines they have there, where it's, it's you push the buttons, okay, I want a Dr. Pepper with cherry and vanilla. And, yeah, yeah. you know, that's cool because you have some kind of control because it's not replacing anyone per se. You know, you still be getting your Coke, you know, under the uh, Well, if anything, yourself. they like that because they don't have to do that. Right. So the 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 ordering kiosk at McDonald's, that is, I, I'll be surprised if, I would not be surprised if they yanked them out within the next two years. Like, they're gone. It, it was an experiment. I think it was McDonald's' response to the people, we want $15 an hour. Oh, yeah, we're going to replace you with the well, screen. Well, it kind of blew up in their face because no one likes well, it. Well, imagine, okay, well, I mean, if, you're th- if I'm thinking of it as a business. So say you have three cashiers, right? Mm-hmm. Say you take one of those cashiers away and then just have a kiosk, two kiosks or three kiosks. I think in the long run, you'll save money. You may, but let's take it to the local, you know, Randall's or Kroger's where you have your self-checkout. When that first started, a lot of people were really upset. They're like, no, I'm, you know, I'm, someone's supposed to bag my groceries for me. I should get a discount. But it settled down, and sometimes you want the, the checker to do it for you. And sometimes you're just in a hurry, and you know what? That line's well, big. When they always wondered about those self-checkouts, they don't put a limitation on items. Um, some of them do. They say uh, keep, try to keep it under fifteen, but you know they don't. Because it works. No it works there. really well if you go and get a bag of dog food or something. You know, you're just getting you're, you're in and out. Mm-hmm. But every time I like my habit of going to the grocery store, if I have more than fifteen items, I especially if they're heavier, I was like, I'm just gonna check out. Like I'm not going to this kiosk thing. But the, see, those self checkouts, especially if you have alcohol, like I always for some reason <laughs> when you buy beer, like you buy like a six pack and you go to the kiosk, somehow it's always takes longer. Oh, yeah, because that one you got to show your yeah, push the button to and, call the attendant. And, of course, the attendant is either, like, on the phone or not paying – or, work, you know, working or doing something else. So it's going to take 45 seconds to a minute and a half for the person to come over here. Let me see your ID. Boop, 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 boop. And so it gives people the choice. And that's the thing. Is, as, as far as I can tell, um, I don't believe anyone, like, lost a I job at Randall's. how much money people steal food-wise. Because, you know, they have that, like, real sensitive thing where if you don't put it in the Man, bag or thing, it's like, boop, boop, everyone, like... You could try, like, putting a big pen and, and not pocketing it, and and it'll it'll catch you. 
that's the thing. I don't think anyone actually lost their job at Randall's because of the self-checkout. I think it increases efficiency, but you still need the same manpower to stock the shelves better or to have the people, you know, okay, hey, I, I rung this up, but it's showing that I have to put it in my bag or here's my ID for the beer. So you still need people there. It's the same thing with McDonald's. The kiosk is there as a novelty. Maybe three people out of 100 might use it. And because it, as the novelty, hey, check this out. I'm going to do this. And... But yeah, Walmart, uh, we kind of, because we were talking mainly off the air about it. For those of you who don't know, Walmart employs 1.5 million people. They're going to give 1 million out of that 1.5 million. So basically two thirds of their uh, workforce, uh, $1,000 bonuses each. Plus they're upping their minimum wage to $11 an hour. And they say is a direct result of the tax plan, the Trump tax law that just got signed. And more and more companies are doing this. They're saying because of the Trump tax plan. And that's why I think the media is going to be in a heap lot of trouble because you know how we were saying, hey, wait till February when you have more money in your page. You know, the proof's in the pudding. And I think, again, people I, I don't like to think are dumb all the time in, in a mob mentality. I think they can get equally smart when they realize the writing's on the wall. Yeah. Well, especially the, the worst thing about business today is Everybody, like especially what JJ said from Satyrian, goes the Fang stocks, and mm -hmm. you know it's like Netflix, Amazon, like those are too big, and for them to get dismantled, it's either going to be the government or it's going to be a catastrophic event that happens where Amazon's like, oh, we can't do anything anymore. Similar to Walmart, Walmart's so big they make so much cash. It's because uh, one argument was they could have done this two years ago, three years ago, and still afford it, but now with the tax plan. They have a better projection it's, of it's called incentives, people. That's the whole point. Is yeah, because like, oh yeah, you could have done years ago. Yeah, but you didn't have to. People hate Walmart though. Like all spectrums of it's, it's interesting. It's like it's almost like it's a necessary evil in the United States to have a Walmart. Cause most people who talk about Walmart are like, oh, I don't like going because it's just it's a zoo. Or they someone gives them a business opinion about it. Oh, they don't pay their employees enough. They don't do health care or, you know, something like that. But here's the thing that they do do health care. They do hire 1.5, without Walmart, 1.5 million Americans to be out of jobs. Isn't that insane? 1.5 million people. Yeah, just So you can hate on them all you want, but we, we've all shopped there. We make fun of it, especially the people that shop at there, you know, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but, yeah, so with the tax plan, I mean, proof's kind of going to be in the pudding. Now it could go the other way. It could stop at Walmart and people's, you know, people's worst nightmares in the tax plan could, could come to light also. And I well, know that know, Stephen David was was talking about that. Well, another thing they did, there's a letter from Doug McMillan. McMillan, what a great last name. It's the CEO of Walmart. They also expanded on different other benefits in the company too. So it's not just the hourly raise. Uh, they did stuff for maternity leave and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that's crazy, and I wonder what other companies is, they – will also contribute $5,000 to an employee that wants to adopt. How cool is that? I mean, I, I think it's just kind of random. But well, then again... It, well, here's the thing, you know, because uh, Sam Walton, who invented Walmart... He was adopted, right? Yeah, I believe so. And um, uh, he also invented Sam's Club. Uh, but, you know, a guy of, quote, traditional values... Um, and I know sometimes in some circles that's a dirty phrase, but he believes in adoption over other ways of not having babies. And uh, so that fits. Can you imagine in telling his wife, I don't believe in having babies, this is adopt. <laughs>
So good on him. Good on Walmart for that. Uh, I think more, more companies are going to be following suit. I think we're going to see some positive stuff. Fingers crossed. Well, that's one thing I've always wondered, you know, in the beginning of the show, we were talking about dismantling the previous guys or girls' right. job mm-hmm. and what they did. Like, I I feel like the things that they would try to dismantle aren't going to be good shown to the public. Because that's the one thing I liked about this tax plan is, you know, you, if you take away the name Trump on it, is it good? You ask that question. And there there was a most, video where there was they said it was a Bernie Sanders tax plan and, and quoted up. Oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, did we say Bernie Sanders? We meant Donald Trump. Oh, I hate it. But you just loved it two seconds ago. Well, tr- but Trump, you know, <laughs> it works. It works. Morning's Lone Star. We're going to take a quick sponsor break. Say thank you to them and we'll be back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Hey, we're back. Welcome back. 1031, Morning's Lone Star. Already. Yeah, we're going to do a quick music break or in a bit. Right now, see you later. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're back. Uh, hey, got a couple of uh, birthdays of note today. That's true. That's true. Uh, Rick, the Reluctant Cowboy's wife's birthday's today. Happy, Sherry, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sherry. Happy birthday. And our neighbor, Jason, from Connor Coffee's birthday's today. That's so right. Happy birthday to him. Let's buy him a cup of coffee for his birthday and just really oh, annoy the heck out of him. That. Yeah, he'll... Uh, Hey, uh, Jason, cup of coffee on us, okay? Make it a double shot. If You know, I always wanted to get him a rascal because Jason's the kind of guy I can see using the rascal every day. What's the rascal? The scooter for disabled folks. Oh, 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 that's what they're called. But he's not disabled, but I can see him still using oh, it. Oh, he would, he would milk that one so hard. And it'd just be, especially when he goes around town. He goes, it, off, he goes off these high curbs. Well, here's the thing. He should have it tied to the back of his Corvette. <laughs> 
<laughs> just hopping the Corvette into the little rascal. Uh, but we love them both. Happy birthday to Sherry and Jason. Uh, cups of coffee on us all around. First round's on us. And when I say us, I mean Dick. All right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so we're having some great conversations today, again, on, on the air and off the air. And we'd love to have you be a part of it. If you have any ideas on uh, uh, topics, give us calls. 936-647-3776. Hit us up on Messenger on Facebook, MW Lone Star. Or call Dick's private cell. If you know the number, abuse it. That's what I do. Uh, were we, we were looking at uh, local news. Uh, we're talking about um, uh, the political landscape is yes. really, really heating up. Uh, early voting starts February 20th. So that's only like, what, six weeks away. That's right around the corner. And uh, if you think that early voting doesn't matter, uh, I will remind people of the recent Woodlands Township elections uh where there was an incumbent who kind of went off on a tw twitter rant from time to time and she kind of uh, i call it the hillary effect she just knew she was going to be reelected, so she didn't really reach the people the voters and there was this upstart who was even a democrat and we're talking the woodlands here uh and this democrat uh cleaned the incumbent's clock in early voting and so voting day, it was pretty, they had the breakdown voting day, the votes were pretty even, but the, the democratic challenger to this incumbent totally just wiped her out with early voting. And uh, so there's a power there. Now there are pros and cons for early voting. Uh, a big pro, a big reason for early voting is you may wait to the day and then the lines are too long. There's that. Number two, on the day of voting, you have to go to your particular precinct polling, uh, polling place, which may not be convenient to get to. Sometimes it's a school auditorium. Sometimes it's smack dab in the middle of traffic. Whereas if it's early voting, you can go to multiple areas. They're, they're all open. Now, some of the cons. Let's say I early vote for Trump for the next election. And then a week later, proof comes out that he likes goats he likes to take them out on on long moonlit walks my vote is cast i can't uncast that vote uh, i can't change my mind so you have to be pretty uh confident in your candidate to early vote for that person or people because again you can't just go okay i'm gonna vote for this candidate today and then i'll come back to vote for the rest you got to vote for the whole slate yeah i guess especially with local politics a lot of people aren't familiar with what's going on right and it's a daily changing thing uh look at uh, montgomery county police reporter look at uh which actually started a little web series thing of some videos kind of cool uh some of the uh, people that actually been in the studio are showing up on those uh the courier uh there's a new magazine the Mo uh, montgomery county republican review uh where you know you get bios and, and platforms of these candidates and well, we there will be democratic review coming out too Who's doing that? Uh, Clifton Consulting put and the uh, Magnolia, the Young Republicans Club of Magnolia High Schools, and that's plural because there are two of them, put together this magazine with Clifton Consulting. And I got an early peek at it because I got to like proofread it and stuff. And uh, so a lot of information about candidates that you just don't know. And some like some candidates wouldn't respond. And to me, that kind of even tells you about that candidate. If you have three guys running for a position, and two guys respond, and the third guy, just by number, you know, repeated calls, doesn't respond with just 
what do you stand for? What, you know, what are your qualifications? And it's like, okay, if you can't be bothered to answer, take 10 minutes to answer this. Even your lack of an answer to me is an answer sometimes. But uh, I should just have an auto voicemail saying, if you're trying to call me, here are my answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. But because what I there's one thing I love more than a voter, and that's an educated voter. I love educated voters. It's uh, 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 here's the thing. I love people who vote, but a lot of people will vote for on the moment. And that's why the popular vote can't win. That's why you have to have an electoral well, college. You see, I mean, you think about the internal dialogue you have when you're over there at the booth. And you're like, I know that person. I know that person. Well, man, I don't know that person. How do I? That's why I can't go alphabetical. I could decide the fate of this person. <laughs> <sighs> Close your eyes and just hit it. And that's why, that's why the ballots aren't alphabetical, because when in doubt, you go for, for A, you know. Uh, Ma'am, is there a random button? <laughs> right. Be So everybody, be conscientious. Vote twice. I'm joking, uh, but be, do vote. I encourage you, but also be educated when you vote. And if you, especially if you early vote, again, the candidates are usually there or their representatives. Hey, be in no hurry. I'm the guy that I'll stand out there for 30 minutes talking to the candidates, grilling them, uh, seeing how they interact with me or my daughter and, and uh, just make, make some educated decisions. If you don't know the person or you have no idea what, this uh, 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 amendment means you don't have to vote on it. You can just vote for your favorites if and you want, but you can't go back. So keep an ear out and an eye out on uh, local media, especially here. We want to get more uh, political candidates in the studio. Dick and I are working hard on that. We've had a couple already, some great ones from both yeah. sides of the spectrum, Republicans, Democrats, uh, county treasurer, check that on congressman. YouTube. Yeah. Check us out on YouTube. We, we love them all. We uh, civil discourse. That's the whole name of the game here at Mornings with Lone Star when uh, talking with political candidates. And also there are some candidate forums coming up now, or they're actually already in progress. In fact, there's one tonight. I can't remember where, but but if you look in the, uh, oh, you know, Woodlands Online or, or Conroe Courier uh, or, or any, any uh, calendars, you'll, you'll find where these are. This is where the candidates show up and they answer questions. And uh, get, to, you know, get to meet them. I want to ask them when, they, when we get someone who makes policy changes in the area, like especially city council, is what's the deal with uh, Seattle doing soda tax, but not taxing Starbucks? Right? Because soda bad, because it has sugar in it. Michelle Obama didn't like sodas. Well, I know. It's just kind of odd that, like, uh -huh. and then we're not talking about when you go to McDonald's and get a soda. It's talking about anything that's, like, basically bottled. Right. And the sugar amount in those cappuccino things made by Starbucks, I mean, probably outweighs some soda pop drinks you buy like literally in the next, next I was, area I remember talking with Vicky LeBeau yesterday from Texas S Diet when I pointed out that a can like a nine ounce can of Slim Fast has more sugar than like a liter bottle of Coca-Cola yeah well especially when you look at sugar and you see that the new Coke Zero or whatever has zero sugars in it I'm like what's in it then like, <laughs> like can you explain to me unicorn belches yeah well, we'll be right back. We're going to listen to a couple tunes, and we're going to close out the show. We're going to talk about the sugar tax. Sugar tax. Sugar tax. You're listening to Morning's Lens Star. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, 
Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Hey, it's 1048. We've got a few minutes left before we close it down today. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. Thankfully sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. We love you guys. Peace. Hold on. You can't see it, but I'm doing the whole chest thump, kissing myself, and pointing a finger up, saying we love you guys. Yeah. So I got some breaking news. Give me the breaking news uh, sound effect there. Crack. (laughs) That's not, I was expecting the, but I'll take the crack. I'll take, yeah, never mind. Moving on. So, <laughs> Diane Feinstein, breaking news here. Uh, Senator Diane Feinstein, Democratic Senator Diane. When Feinstein. you say an article, you got to say where it's from, though, by the way. Okay. You can't just keep pulling this stuff out of the, your crack. Absolutely. <laughs> I love to crack. Okay. So, this is from Fox News, but it's uh, been. But no, hold on. Hold on. You know what's funny? Second before, source. Before you get to this, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this, but LA Fitness is apparently banning all yeah, I saw news that. channels. I, and I was like, well, there goes like a third of all their viewers well no i think actually people come in because here's the thing i when i go to a restaurant i'm not a cnn fan at all just can you put on c-span for me well that's yeah that's me how about c-span too there's a spelling bee going on there uh so i'm not a fan of you know like lubies has espn and fox news and cnn and msnbc and i'll tend to you know choose my seating accordingly uh but so democratic senator diane feinstein and Here's the thing. She could easily be a Republican senator. I don't care. Uh, but what she did the other day was released some transcripts from the Fusion GPS CEO to the, the House Intelligence Subcommittee, his testimony. So are those the, testimonies aren't public usually? No, okay. they are not public. Okay. And uh, this is uh, because this is for the House Intelligence. So this is like high level stuff is being talked about, possible classified information. And the other day, though this uh, the actual interview took place back in August, the other night she just decided on her own to release 312 pages, I believe, over 300 pages of testimony to the public with her 
assertion being, well, you know, this is so no one gets the story wrong. You know, no one quotes them wrong. Now, yeah, Donald Trump kind of thing, junior and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so this is, um, uh, you know, a lot of people on both sides were like, how can you do this? There's no other investigation on the planet that you would be allowed to do this. Well, now she's blaming a bad cold for her reasoning that she didn't even talk to her own boss or the, the Senate House Committee, uh, uh, Intelligence Subcommittee uh, uh, Chair uh, Chuck Grassley, who's a Republican from Iowa, she told no one. She just on her own did this. So now she says it's because she had a bad cold, and I will read her actual tweet. The one regret I have is that I should have spoke with Senator Grassley before, and I don't make an excuse, but I've had a bad cold, and maybe that slowed down my mental facilities a little bit. You think? <laughs> and again, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. You don't release stuff like that. But this is the other thing that kind of staggers me. From this release, we learned that the uh, CEO of, of Fusion GPS, uh, 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 ooh, I just lost his name, and I, I know it's a, uh, it's a good name. But anyhow, he said that somebody's already died, been killed as a result of the publishing of the dossier. And this is what staggers me, Dick. Maybe you can, I don't know, have a response for this. He didn't elaborate, and none of the senators in this committee asked a follow-up question, you know, like, who? or circumstances or anything that that's kind of a bombshell don't you think well i mean that's not what they're investigating so i don't care <laughs> yeah right well, well that's what i'm saying they're kind of so busy about uh, well was it did trump order the hit you know it, it just staggers me that if in, in any testimony someone says yeah you know yeah someone's already died as a result of this the first question out of my mouth is going to be who what's the what's the circumstance so um very interesting but Senator Dianne Feinstein, I hope you feel better soon. I hope you get over your cold. Take some NyQuil, or maybe that's what made you do this really ill-advised, questionable move to begin with. And um, It happens to the best of us. It happens when to the best of us. When we get those colds, we start making bad decisions. What's the worst thing you've done like under under uh, the, the influence of, of legal uh, medications? Probably falling asleep when I shouldn't have. I don't really know. There you go. I remember one time I, I threw my back out. And this is like when I was a young man. So don't don't make an AIDS joke about this. <clears throat> they gave me this liquid codeine. And in my haze, I accidentally quadrupled the dose of codeine. And I don't know if you have you ever been on, on codeine? Yeah. It's I could like do backflips and stuff and contort myself. And I could hear my back screaming at me. Stop, stop. But I didn't care because I could, you know, it was like this, this wall is between. That was like the worst thing I've ever, ever done. Cause then eventually the coding wore off and, uh, not, not good news for skipping on that now day. Now when we started. That's right. The, but yeah, we could be careful when, when they say two teaspoons every four hours, don't take two tablespoons every that's, two that's hours. That's why I have a nurse for a fiance. That's why. Okay. She can do that math and like, it's kind of impressive what she can do when she does conversions and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> you listen morning's Lone Star folks we're closing it out we are yeah we'll be back tomorrow morning at 9am we are Montgomery County's morning radio show here every weekday 9 to 11 on IRLoneStar.com worldwide and of course Conroe's FM 104.5 106.1 if you're just now joining us we we do have a full lineup today on Lone Star Community Radio check it out IRLoneStar.com Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. Conroe Coffee. 
located in downtown Connor, right next to the station. Visit them online at visitconnorcoffee.com. And, of course, Centurion Wealth Advisors, building and preserving our clients' wealth and guiding them to achieving their financial goals. That's right, Centurion Wealth Advisors at centurionwa.net. It is 1054. If you missed today's show, we do podcast it on iTunes and Google Play, and you can watch our special guests on YouTube or listen to the entire podcast on YouTube, too. So there you go. There you go. Good morning. Lots of topics today. I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings. It is Friday. And it's supposed to hit the 70s tomorrow? I think so. And then drop off. Drop down to like the 30s and 20s. So equivalent to a roller coaster, we're now going up the hill. And then you scream. You know, there's a good scene in Sharknado 3. With a roller coaster. Does it so go into the shark's mouth? Oh, it's it's pretty phenomenal. I gotta watch it. All right, folks. We'll see you later. Peace. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.